Are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Monty and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we interview Mike Shore, who is one of the Spirit League co-founders and discuss how the program started and how it has impacted lives. You are listening live, ladies and gentlemen, to probably a f- did I just have a voice crack? Ooh, that was rough. That was rough. But you're listening live from probably a few days ago. Good lord. Um, James, this is our tenth episode. Uh, yeah. I mean, that happened fast. Oh, indeed. Um, first and foremost, before we even get into our new to the day today, it's Dame time. Yeah, did you check your watch? Uh. Yeah, I don't. Apple Watch must have done some kind of update because it said Dame time now for like two days. Yeah, um, he's been unbelievable mm-hmm. to watch. TJ Warren, shout out to our NC State guy, made first team all bubble, but Dame was just unreal. NBA and playoffs tomorrow starts, but mm-hmm. glory to God and thank the Lord that we have NBA basketball back. Mm-hmm. It's been a huge lift to me this week. Um, speaking of basketball, today our topic and we're just going to go ahead and get straight into it because there's there's a lot going on here but i think a lot of our audience has heard us talk about spirit league um which is the um, basketball program for teens and adults with special needs and disabilities that you and i are co-founders of that we helped start our freshman year in college and i i don't want to speak for us both but i'm going to Mm -hmm. it has been one of the biggest blessings of my life keep speaking for us both okay well then i will um, it has been just an unbelievable experience over the past five years to see the way that we have been able to impact the the community of children and families with, with special needs. And I'm, I'm really excited. We have Mike Shore on our show today, who is, I think, a huge role model for us both um, and just a great mentor for us both. And he is really the visionary and the guy who really had the idea for Spirit League. And we're going to hear from him in a little bit. Um, before we get into his interview, we want to talk a little bit about what Spirit League means to us. So James, Spirit League, we've been doing it for five years now. We've grown from about 10 athletes to having impacted over 200 athletes with special needs in the Triangle area. Tell us a little bit about what that has meant to you. First off, that's absolutely insane to go to that many athletes and coming up on, I guess before COVID, we we were stumbling on three locations because we were about to open up in Chapel Hill, were we not? Somewhere. Somewhere. We're still working on that. Working yes, on that, a third, a third location is in the works. Way further than I thought this program was ever going to go. Not because of the type of program it is. I just I just never thought it would catch like that. But um, yeah, I for me personally, to see some of these kids flourish, we started our freshman year of college. And we started one Friday. We had like 10 or 12 kids. Um, and some of those kids stuck with us. And I remember seeing some of those kids could not even lift a basketball to fast forward maybe a couple seasons later, they were they were draining buckets. I mean, we're just getting Talk buckets about out here. Dame time. Um, <laughs> but seeing them flourish not only physically but socially. I mean I, I would I remember the first time and I was scared to talk to some of these kids, but I remember some of them were so shy, you couldn't really open up to them. To seasons later, I mean they'll run up to you, they'll 
tell you, ask you, how's your day going? They'll dab in front of you multiple times. Love the dabs. I mean, just they just opened up into social butterflies, and that was so freaking cool to see. And I'm yeah. so glad we got to be a part of that. Yeah. So absolutely. that's what that means to me. No, absolutely. And and to me, I think it is just it's one of my purposes in life, to be to be frank with you. Um, like you said, to be able to see these kids grow and flourish. And we have had so many great memories, whether it's from the dabbing on the Friday nights. Um, so Spirit League is a year-round program. We Outside of COVID, we try and do um, three seasons, a spring, summer, and well, kind of a, a winter-spring um, league, but then also a summer and a fall one. So we have three different leagues, about eight weeks. So we operate probably about half the Friday nights in the year. And that year-round program is what separates us from a lot of other programs that offer similar things. But the culture, and, and you'll hear Mike talk about this in the interview, the culture is just unbelievable. The energy that you feel in the gym on a Friday night there is unbelievable, mm. isn't it? Electric, unmatched. It's it's unmatched. And so for me, I think, so I grew up with a cousin who, um, she has autism, Madeline, love her to death. Shout out to Madeline. Um, when Coach Shore, um, I call him Coach, so you'll hear me refer to him as Coach in the interview. When he approached me about this idea that he had for his stepdaughter Chandler, um, who has autism as well, it just connected with my heart instantly and, and like you said to see these kids flourish and we set the bar high as mm-hmm. Spirit league you know we want coming there is great but we want you to take it to the next level mm-hmm. and to see a lot of these kids do that in which their parents and themselves maybe didn't think it was possible but it is it's just life-changing um so i'm really excited to hear this interview today yeah and I, honestly guys to give you a little insight to the program we we make them run mm. i mean this isn't no cakewalk i mean we don't we don't pitter patter around. Let's get at her around for an hour. That's we, not what yeah. we do. We get after her. We get after her, and we don't even like you know like if you played sports in high school, your coach will be like, "Don't put your hands on your knees. You're standing straight up." Mm-hmm. We do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not like you said. It's not a cakewalk, mm-hmm. but there's a beauty in that. You're gonna get used to those kneecaps. You're gonna feel them a lot because <laughs> we're getting after. Thank we're you. running. We're sweating, but at the same time. We're meeting each athlete where they are, and we are bringing them to a new level, and we're having a blast doing it. Yeah, that, that's a cool thing with this. Like, we have so many volunteers, which is awesome, and it, mm-hmm. it gives us, it allows us to do a bunch of one-on-ones because all these kids have such differing levels, even right. though we break them up into two groups usually. But all of them, even within those groups, have such different levels, and it's so cool to have one-on-one volunteers that can just be with them side by side and make sure that they're are keeping them challenged, making sure they're not bored. I mean, it, it's tough to find that balance. Um, because it, it can be easy to lose some of these kids sometimes, but so it's important to have that one-on-one mentoring. It really is. And, and this may be a little bit of a longer episode for us just because I think we could talk about this for days. Mm-hmm. You know, we could talk about the joy that we've been able to be a, a small part of over the years for the for these children and their families. Um, but, you know, just to give you guys a little taste of the type of volunteers that we have, Hamza, who we mm-hmm. had on the show, um, who was one of our, first, I think our second ever guest. Yep. He is a volunteer for Spirit League. And if you guys heard our episode with him um, talking about the situation in Yemen, he's just such a well-spoken, well-motivated young man. And that is what Spirit League creates not only, or not only creates, but attracts not only in its volunteers, but also its athletes mm-hmm. and families. Um, so it is just such a, it's a blessing to, to put it lightly, it's a blessing to be a part of it. I mean, Spirit League breeds 
breeds perfection. That's not that's not only on the camper side, but that's also on the volunteer side. Mm-hmm. Like you'll meet some of the best people you've ever met in your life. Um, that's and facts. basically, what we're saying is, if you haven't gotten involved yet, just come out. And, and that's exactly right. And and hopefully, COVID will be able to end fairly soon. But in the meantime, check us check Spirit League out on Instagram at Spirit League NC. Um, you're not going to be disappointed. You're going to see some great videos of talent shown at halftimes of NC State, Duke games, high mm. school games, and you're just going to see some joy. You're going to see some um, volunteers highlighted that have done great things. You're going to see athletes, most importantly, the athletes who are highlighted. Because, you know, playing in front of universities, we played in front of Duke, we played in front of State, that's a, that's a beautiful thing in itself. But... The Friday nights when we grind on the courts, it's a beautiful thing. Mm. A lot of high fives. Lot. That's the mantra. A lot. That's 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 the thing there. Um, so guys, as you can tell, we're fired up about this. It's something we really get excited about. Um, and before we dive into this interview, real quick, I just want to make make a note of, I guess, you know, since we start, helped start this our freshman year in college. Never in college, even with COVID, are you going to have the time that you have. You know, never again is that going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you guys who are in college or who still have some amount of time on your hands, find a way to make an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, we have been blessed that this fell in our lap in, in a certain sense. But, I mean, life is so short, but you can make such a massive impact in your time here when you really put your mind to it and you put your heart into it. Amen, brother. Amen. So, um, any other thoughts on Spirit League before we get into this? No, I mean, I think we, I'm good. I mean, I think we really just, we're cooking out here. We are cooking. And again, this is just something that is so near and dear to our hearts. And I think hearing it from Mike, who again, is really the visionary behind Spirit League. I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing about kind of the creation and also the future of Spirit League. I'm not going to say... You know, joining Spirit League will help you figure it out, but it's a, a giant, massive Ow! step in the right direction. <laughs> it is it is a massive step. Yeah. You're exactly right. Amen. Um, so without further ado, are we ready to get into it? Let's do it. Okay. All right, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Um, so a lot of our listeners know... A lot about Spirit League and have heard us talk about it before, but you are, we'll say, the OG visionary behind Spirit League, um, and I was fortunate enough to, to have you as my high school basketball coach as well. So tell us a little bit about where the idea for Spirit League came from and what created that passion for you to turn that dream into a reality. Well, very simply, when you uh, when you, you start dating uh, again, your, your college girlfriend, 20 four years later, 25 years later, and she has a special needs daughter who at the time was 12, um, you, you learn very quickly that special needs families are always grasping, um, grasping for answers, grasping for opportunities, whether it's academic, social, uh, and really to a lesser degree athletic. But uh, there was a program, I, I was living in Phoenix, Laura was in Thousand Oaks, Southern California, uh, Ventura County, and they had a program with teams, uh, a girls team and a boys team that would play adapted games uh, each Saturday, I think it was like an eight-week program 
against either junior high teams, um, you know, an adapted game against a you know, quote unquote regular junior high or, or JV team. And, and Chandler was, was part of the program and I just loved it. And, and I just thought it had so much potential and our team very similar to what we've created in Spirit League now. That team had uh, uh, kids in wheelchairs and one fabulous female athlete, 16, 17 years old, who could play, you know, I think could have played high school basketball. And they meshed pretty seamlessly together with, with no practice and without really a core of the program outside of showing up, warming up, and playing. So, you know, upon moving back to North Carolina, it, it took time. Asheville wasn't the right place. Uh, and we had always set our sights on Raleigh once, once Laura graduated uh, nursing school uh, to do this for Chandler and, and to do this for, for hundreds of, of Chandlers. Uh, and that was, the, uh, that was the vision. And the second part was to do it year-round and to, to do it for real. And those are key distinctions year-round because special needs teens and young adults don't necessarily make social connections quickly. Um, and if it's a program that comes and goes, they, they'll hardly remember who they met. And to do it, uh, um, I say for real, would, would be to, to treat it with the seriousness of a real basketball practice and have a certain standard of, of behavior and activity level that, that everyone in the program could aspire to. That's a long answer, but we can continue. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. And I think one thing that we talk about a lot, um, I know, is like the culture of Spirit League. And I think that's one thing that's been so successful for our league and for our athletes is a culture that we, um, you know, that's been created through the program. So talk a little bit about what that culture looks like to you and why you think the culture of Spirit League has been so successful. Well, I, I think, first of all, you, you're a huge part of the culture. And I think what's amazing is that be, because we, um, I played in a high school basketball program similar to the one that I helped coach you in, and you played in that program, to a large degree, we don't know any other way, um, meaning one very simple thing. Uh, we're not going to cheat the game. And that's a right. Somebody would think that's crazy to say, what do you mean you're not going to cheat the game and you're going to have a special needs basketball program? Well, the, the game, just the game of basketball, teaches so many life and social lessons that if, if you incorporate those into the way you run your practice and do it with a sense of, hey, we're here, this time is valuable, our goal is to get better and have a great time doing it, and that's your plan and everything feeds into that mission, um, you really can't lose. I, I think where some other special needs sports programs struggle or, or, and again, it's my opinion, but is it, it, it cannot be the program runs only to satisfy the least active or the least interested person there. The goal is to elevate everyone to get a little better 
and a little more plugged in. Uh, regardless of where you arrive at Spirit League with regard to your basketball and social skills. You elaborate on that, that if you want, because I think you can speak to this as well as I can. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And one story that I really think of um, when we had a new athlete, I guess it was probably the last season that we were able to have before all this COVID started was we had a new athlete where um, she was able to come right in right away and just got super involved. And her mom was recording the whole time. And she told me that her phone died at the end. She was like, my husband would never believe this if I didn't get, um, you know, the video from tonight. And, and I think in a lot of ways it's, it's positive peer pressure. Um, because, you know, we come in and the culture that's been created over the years is that we have those athletes who they come in, they're so excited and they're so welcoming and they see, and the, you know, the new athletes are able to see the friendship, um, the social activity that's going on and just the fun that everybody's having. And they just immediately want to be a part of it. Um, like you said, no matter where they are, um, from, you know, a basketball ability, they just want to be a part of what is going on at Spirit League. And I think that positive peer pressure has just created something that um, is just contagious. The energy in, in the gym is just contagious on, on a Friday night when we get in there. Um, and so I think that's just that culture um, of just inclusivity and, and positive peer pressure has just made a huge difference for us. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I always say you, you can't fool them. And and I think mm -hmm. uh, that's a, it's a uh, – it's easy to think you could pull the wool over uh, somebody with special needs eyes and, 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 and that everyone in there would, would think, hey, this is real. I think they know deep down it's adapted, but we're going to hold them to their best effort because we know – and we, you know, we've, we've done the inventory. And a lot of that is having the, the same volunteers week after week, uh, many of the same volunteers that understand the, where an athlete is and how we can nudge him to just get a little bit better, run a little faster, uh, be, uh, be a little better teammate. And like, like you and I know from high school basketball, those littles add up. You know, we're not trying to win games, but we are trying to, to win hearts. Boy, that's cheesy, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that it. No, um, because the, the hearts we win are not just the kids. It, it's the parents who have seen their son or daughter maybe achieve something they never dreamed possible. You know, or as I hear all the time, you know, I I can't get so-and-so off of video games, and you made them run eight suicides. Well, that's we're Sprints are part of what, what we do, and uh, we're, we're all going to try, you know? And, I, and you're right. They, they see the others doing it, and it's like, it's like, okay, no way out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it's funny. Yep. And then, you know, they do it a few times, and... and, and find a way to love it. Absolutely. So, you know, I think we've been very fortunate to see, see the growth that we have had in our, our five plus years of the program. So what do you think it is about Spirit League within our community here within the Triangle that has helped it grow so quickly? Um, not just among 
um, you know, the community of families with special needs, but also just with, you know, like you talked about the community of volunteers and, um, you know, universities and high schools in the area. Why, why do you think it has been so, such a, a growing part of the community here? Well, I, I think timing is everything. We, we as a, um, I, I would say this, me in high school in 1982 would have shown zero interest in, in special needs uh, athletes or the special needs community because it was not at all perceived as cool or, boy, something to be a part of. And, you know, it's taken 40 years, but now it is. High schools have programs uh, that uh, really, really reach out to the to this to their community within the schools, and that's been a been a, a really big conduit in in us um, finding and nurturing volunteers that that. You know, honestly, they love the mission before they even get to Spirit Loop. They just get it. Honestly, they get it in a way that 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 I didn't at their age. Uh, you know, kids like Garrett Phillips and Cameron Wurzbaugh, and uh, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of of, of athletes who, who do not have a brother and sister with special needs. They they haven't lived it, but yet they are drawn to it. And that's, that's really cool. So I, yeah, yeah, I think it's a factor. Um, I think, you know, if you look at the media, it's just been the last 20 some years that there have been special needs characters in, in TV and movies to a larger degree than, you know, perhaps a, a token character in the eighties or nineties. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that, that we've warmed our hearts to uh, to this community overall as a society. Yeah, that's that's great. And I think a lot of times we talk about, too, the ways that I think we can all learn a lot from our athletes and from Spirit League in general. Kind of talk about some of those lessons that, you know, you've talk, talked about with me in the past of what we can all learn kind of from our Spirit League community. Well, I, I, the first main lesson is the, these kids could not care less about race, religion, politics, divisiveness. Um, now, some of them have, have tempers, but, <laughs> but, but they have nothing to do with those four things. Right. So, so our, our kids come at you clear, you know, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Um, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's just, it's a place where we can put all the external noise of the world aside and just enjoy what's going on there. I think a lot of our athletes show just pure joy, like you've never seen it before. Yeah. Um, and like I talked about, that contagious energy in the gym. It really is, I, and I think we've said this before as well, but sometimes I think we even get more out of it than, than the athletes oh. do. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable to, to be able to, to be a small part of that joy that they're able to have on Friday nights and then on the other 
um, events we do, whether that's playing at uh, the um, high schools at halftime or the universities. I mean, and, and it's created some memories that I'll never forget. I mean, playing at halftime of Duke and versus NC State yeah. and Cameron Indoor when Zion was there. I mean, what a what an yeah. absolute treat for not only for us, but for our athletes as well. It's something I know them and their families will never forget. Yeah, their, their, their families would have had to pay 700 a pop. Uh, <laughs> and shout out to Duke for uh, they, they, they have those like seats that aren't really seats that we all sit in, sat in that were like three rows off the baseline. Those were those were five hundred dollar tickets that night that they uh, found a way to carve out 20 of them for us. Uh, the, the, those are those are all incredible memories. And uh, I, I always balance the. The public appearances, which, which truthfully, that's about half of our of our group that is is open to playing in public. Mm-hmm. I, say, I don't know the exact number, but I would say it's only about at most sixty percent uh, would ever would ever has done it or would ever want to do it. So, you know, th- those are great showcases, but I, I always want to make sure that the group that doesn't play in public understands that the core of the program is uh, is grinding it out, you know, 24 Friday nights a year. Um, and, and the appreciation we have to their parents for making that uh, a, a big part of their week um, and, and that commitment. Because as you know, people drive up to 45 minutes um, just, you know, to, to get to Spirit and many of them get there early and want to stay late. And uh, that's uh, it's really nice. I, I, I never forget that, that people are um, making time and, and making it a priority. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I, I love what you, you said there. Like, you know, of course, the, the playing at the half times that's great, and that makes for great pictures and things like that. But it really is those – Friday night grind sessions. Um, you know, I think back to to when you were coaching me in high school, and those practices were just absolute grind fest. I mean, they were just all out 110 percent the whole time. Um, and like you said, that's kind of all we've known. That's all I've known in basketball. And so the fact that we're able to to bring that, um, you know, to these athletes on Friday nights, and that they receive it and accept it, and just take on full head of steam with that, that's where the the real difference is made. I think. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think as uh, as many of our athletes enter, enter the job force and and the workforce that somewhere somehow they make the connection between the hard work of Spirit League and and the hard work in a job mm-hmm. and getting better little by little in spirit league to getting better little by little in a, in a job. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a needed connection because there, there, there's just not great after high school job training, job uh, coaching for the special needs community. Yeah. I think you bring up a, a lot of great points about the future of spirit league and really excited to see where we can go from here. But as a 
I guess as a country, you know, we're going through a lot of, obviously a lot of issues right now with COVID and race relations and things like that. And we talked a little bit about some of the lessons that we can learn, but what advice would you give to, to any listeners that are kind of struggling in this time, either from lessons that you've learned personally or through Spirit League that can be a motivation to make it through this time? Well, I, I, I think the simplest lesson we, we can all uh, learn is is the humility of knowing that no matter what we think or what we believe, and no matter how strongly our convictions are about anything, there's somebody somewhere uh, who believes their convictions are equally as credible. And so we, we then have a choice, which is to spend our time arguing or, you know, steadfast fastly believing that, that only our reality is true, whatever that is, or we can spend our time helping people ease their burden, whatever that burden is. And uh, I, I, I think the, uh, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly the purpose of, of your time on earth is, is to, to try as best you can to help people and to be uh, a, a light and to, to have some laughs along the way. And, uh, you know, I, I, think it, I think we get away from that very easily. I think, I think you bring up some great points there. I love that. Um, now to change gears a little bit, what have you thought of the NBA bubble so far? I think the presentation has been spectacular. The, the, the visual aspect of the game, uh, that, it just looks great, really compelling. Um, the quality of play, I think, is beyond what anybody could have forecast uh, for, for athletes of that level being off for four months and then mm-hmm. and playing almost instantly at this high level again. I, I love it. Now, I've, I haven't watched a ton. I've watched bits and pieces because, to a large degree, none of those games mattered much, except for the race for the uh, for the eight and nine seed in the West uh, mattered the last few days. Uh, but uh, what we've seen on television and the competitiveness, it, it's been a really good role model uh, for. Uh, by honestly, as has golf, as you know, one, why we miss sports. Two, uh, can there be sports played at a high level safely during a pandemic? Yes, apparently so. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've really loved it. And, and I think it'll be the widest open playoff ever without, uh, you know, no home court advantages, high seeds struggling going into the playoffs. It's, it's really setting up to, to be really interesting and really awesome. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun one to watch for sure. Um, well, coach, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you um, for for taking the time to do this, but also just appreciate you as the person you are, and uh, hope you know how much you inspire uh, James and I both. Um, so we really appreciate your time, and we're looking forward to the day when we can get back out on the courts for Spirit League. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you soon. And again, we want to thank um, Coach Shore, Mike Shore, for giving us his time to, to describe his, his vision behind Spirit League and, and just give us all some life advice. 
Um, he's just, he's one of my mentors in life, I think from a personal perspective, but also professional perspective. He's just such a great guy. And I'm just so thankful that he has been such a big part of our lives. You know, your high school coaches, for those of you that have played sports, know how big of an impact they can have on your life. But I've been very blessed that um, Coach Shore was able to impact my life beyond high school as well. Um, so I'm just so thankful for him and for his whole family, really. Um, and, and again, we could just talk about this for days. Mm-hmm. It is just such, I honestly can't even put it into words sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just the way the Spirit League has impacted my life is just, it's, it's indescribable. Um, mm. but you know, I, I'm praying for the day that we're able to get back into the gym. Mm. It is just, it, it's a beautiful thing for those of you that are interested in, in being a part of spirit league. Again, check out the spirit league Insta page at spirit league NC. Feel free to DM us on our, um, Instagram page as well at figure it out underscore podcast, mm-hmm. um, where you should also send your news of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get a lot of people just reach out to us and say, Hey, I would love to hear the story behind spirit league. Um, so for Mike to tell that from his perspective, again, he's the OG visionary. It is just such an honor to hear that story. And and I'm really excited for the Spirit League future, you know? Mm, those are my words right there. <laughs> All of that. All of that. Um, but I digress. Yeah. You know, um, again, if you would love to hear more about it, reach out to us, please. Um, I could go on for days about the testimonies that we've heard from parents, from volunteers, from athletes. Uh, it is just truly a blessing. Let's just let the body of work speak for itself. Let let the body. And that's the thing. You know, we kind of talked about this. We beat her in the bush a little bit in the interview. But I think one thing that separates Spirit League is you get a lot of nonprofits out there. And this is just a little business tidbit for you. You get a lot of nonprofits out there who say, hey, here's what I need money for. But with Spirit League, we were able to do and say, this is what your money can't do. Mm. We never asked for money. And it's a beautiful thing to see people see the body of work that has been put together by so many hands, by so many feet, and then feel that energy, that love, that joy, and say, I want to be part of that. I mean, let the bodies hit the floor. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, just a great interview from Mike and just so thankful for him. Um, yeah, so with that being said, let's uh what are we talking about next week, James? I think we've got a big a big sh- big series ahead. We're, in we're taking we're taking a, a step a different in a different direction. Um we kind of put this off for a while, not because we don't like it, but we were just waiting for the right time, but I guess now's as good a time as There's any. There's no time like the present. That's true right there, brother. So, we are going into a relationship series. Now, this is going to go for the foreseeable future because we have so many different stories and topics that we want to cover within it, um, and you guys are going to love it. And that was really one of the biggest topics we talked about when we were going to start this podcast was talking about relationships because we have so many stories that are probably applicable. Applicable? Really? Applicable. Either one. Applicable? Let us know in our DMs. Applicable or applicable? And I don't know how you're going to text us that, but... Well, anyway, um, we have so much stuff that you guys can relate with um, when it comes to relationships. So we're going to start next week with our relationship series. Um, You're not going to want to miss it. And and again, I think to uh, just address the elephant in the room, what are we what are we dealing with here? Um, We're single. Mm. It's a massive elephant. Yeah, it's massive. Um, But I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of insight, a lot of pain. 
and to rehash there. <laughs> I don't need that pain. Um, and guys, uh, uh, keep Cal in your prayers. He has a hinge date this coming mm. Thursday. Um, if you want to go see him or you know spot him, see how it's going. It's going to be at Pony Source in Durham, <laughs> North Carolina. Um, what time was it? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. We're figuring that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, just be at Pony Source all day Thursday, and you'll bounce him at some point. Yeah, I'm scared, but we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys updated. That's all I got. All right. Well, guys, we're thinking about you. We love you. We're praying for you. Send us your nudes on Instagram. as in your questions that you want to hear us talk about as we get into this relationship series. But we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. Zippity-zoppity. We'll see you next week.